This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, the MyTalk 1071 Lactation Station at the Minnesota State Fair is presented by Health Partners, Park Nicollet. Open daily from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. during the fair. It's a comfortable space for moms to nurse, change, and tend to their child. Thanks to our friends at Connecticut and Aquarius Home Services for providing filtered water and air conditioning. And shout out to Patio Town for providing the rocking chairs. It's a team effort there to take care of the nursing moms. Out at the fair. More info, mytalk1071.com, keyword fair. Did you ever use the lactation station, uh, Elizabeth? Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And then you've got, there's a little lactation station right downstairs. Rocco, do you know where the nursing room is? I don't, but I think that's by design. Yes. And it's a key entry by design. Libby took me in there, though, shortly before I was forced out of (laughs) Twin Cities Live. She. That sounds very strange that I took took you in there for like a tour and to know where it was. I wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be down (laughs) in the mother's room pumping. Although, at some point, like, I've had three children. I kind of don't care that much. I just am like, whatever. And I always appreciate a nice private place. And I think it's really wonderful to have that. But I also just think, like, I just got to do what I got to do. Well, you took me in there and you showed me what the uh, what it's like, and it's a key entry sort of situation. And uh, Donna recently took me into the women's restroom right here, oh. just because I wanted to see what it looked like. I showed her the men's restroom, the uh. whole thing, and I cannot talk enough about the if if Thomas Raycamp, head of building services, is listening, and I trust he is. We got to change out this men's stall situation over here near radio because Elizabeth, there is a Gaping, yes, giant gaping gap. gap. Where if that's someone... how the women's one is over there too, though in radio, you know that there's a massive gap. You this can is see. More. I can one hundred percent tell who's in the stall if I go to the bathroom over in that area. The last thing I want to see is I walk in. First of all, I don't want anybody to be in the bathroom. Crisco was in there earlier today from KS ninety five. I opened the door, saw that he was there at the urinal, and then I tried to take a step back because I was going to sneak out really quick, and then I <laughs> instead I panicked. And I just stood there. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. There's urinals at work? Like what? What? a urinal? Not It's not, not like just stalls at work? Do you know we have ur- urinals in every men's room I've ever been in anywhere ever? But wait a second. Even at your job? Like yeah. it's like acceptable at your job to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and so I'm going to see my no. No, 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 no. co-worker? No, no, no. That, so urinals are different than troughs. Oh. A trough is the, hey, let's all pee in a giant bathtub together. <laughs> and though we've never met each other, let's all peripherally now get to know each other. That's like at stadiums and right. stuff. Right? I can't do it. I can't do it. That's why I diaper at stadiums.
But <laughs> if you hear, there is a urinal. So when you open, there's a lot that's wrong. Get Tom Camp on the line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I walk. Okay. Here's the okay. problem. Here's the problem. Okay. When you open the door, there's the sink right in front of you. And then just to the right is just a solo urinal. So you have, a, you have divides on both sides of those. And so you're, it's just you in there. So I open the door, see Crisco, Crisco standing there, and then I went to step back, but then the door had already closed, and now I panic, and I'm just standing there. So the door has opened and now closed, and now I'm just standing, not moving Wait. my feet at all, about Waiting. three feet behind Crisco. So then he looks over his shoulder uh, like, who's... While he's going? Standing? Yes. Is someone just standing creepily behind me and not moving anymore? <gasps> Because I just had the door open, and then I was like, hey, Crisco. And he was like, oh, hey, buddy. And oh. maybe he doesn't know my name. And then he said, uh, I said, I hate this. I hate, I don't want to be in here right now, but I'm here. So then I started, you know, panic talking, and I said, so I just So then you made it to- worse. Now you're making it so much, it's getting so much worse. That is correct. And, and then he's in a vulnerable, he's in a vulnerable situation. Number one, he's got this creeper to his back, which is really alarming. Yep. And then he's also fully exposed. Yeah. Like, yeah, ah. but then it was a whole thing. But the point is, then the stall beside it, Elizabeth, is a sit-down stall. and But you have to walk past him to get to the sit-down stall, stall, don't you? I have to walk past him to get... I didn't go into the sit-down stall. I'm not doing that. Then he finished up, and then I went to the urinal. But if someone is seated in the sit-down stall, you walk past it. So it's not like you're looking straight on. You're walking past it. The door is off to your right as you walk to the sink or the urinal. And there is a, 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 a hole... A gape, a, a a divide there that is probably yeah. an inch and a quarter thick where you see full thigh. You should duct tape some foam, like some foam, tuck some foam in there. Just do it, it right closes, when Chris look- goes, got his pants down, just start putting that foam up. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very funny, there are just funny things about bathrooms at work are a funny thing. Because, you you know, especially if there's like a solitary bathroom, like we have in some individual bathrooms throughout the building. And when I see someone, particularly a gentleman, walk out of the single bathroom, I'm thinking, you were probably just in there for half an hour and I'm so grossed <laughs> out by you right now. I can't even like function. And I just don't want to know. And I never want to go in that bathroom. And we ever know again. And then, that you're making yeah, those judgments about us. I am making the, the judgments. And then we have some bathrooms that have showers in them throughout this building. What? You know, we just have like an old building. Yeah, there's one by the Twin Cities Live studio that's just, it, it's massive. I mean, it's like half the size of the Twin Cities Live office is this bathroom. Yeah. And there's a shower in it. And there's which a full is, seated bench. And there's a full seated bench. And then, and it's also just a, it's a very, every time I'm in there, I'm thinking, I wish I wasn't in here. I would rather be anywhere else except for this bathroom right now. What's interesting about that bathroom, I have used that bathroom for a variety of purposes over the last eight years. (laughs) And it is, you go in there and there is, it's not like there's a urinal and a toilet or anything like that. It's just the toilet. But the point is, it is not behind the partition. So, I mentioned that because imagine if the room is, I'm going to make up dimensions here. It's probably about, 10 feet by 15 feet. Like it's like that's a big exactly space. where I was going to go. Yeah, it's big. The toilet is just in the corner of this big empty room, this big empty space. There's just a toilet, a sink, a bench, and then a shower behind like another wall. But the point is when somebody comes up and jiggles the handle <laughs> on that door, 
you your whole life flashes before your eyes because you're thinking there's nothing I can do. And if they if I forgot to lock it, so help me God. They will see a vision of me because it'll just be a long lens view of me in a corner with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> it's, it's different forever. It's, it's such a crazy bathroom. You know, we were just discussing this as we prepare to broadcast out at the Minnesota State Fair because, sure. um, you know, just like my talk will be live there. Twin Cities Live will be live at the fair as well. And we have a bathroom in the back of the Twin Cities Live building that has two doors. And so my new co-host, Ben Lieber, this is his first year out at the fair. Mm. So Steve, of course, we're giving him like the full 411 of what <laughs> yeah. to expect. And, you know, make sure you bring an extra shirt because you're probably going to get mustard on one, you know, just like all the things, right. Steve. Yes. And, um, and then we were like, and there's a bathroom. So there's a little room in the back with computers oh. and then that we can go through our stuff. And then there's air conditioning, yes. and which is really nice. And then there's a bathroom, but the bathroom has two doors. And we're like drilling it into Ben. We were like, <laughs> you have to lock both doors. And then you have to unlock both doors. Yes. And it's this whole thing. And it's always an awkward deal if... Like, what if there are people waiting on either side of the doors for the next opportunity yes. to go into the bathroom? And they jiggle, becomes, they jiggle the handle, and and if yeah, you I think lock two it. door bathrooms, and I have a two door bathroom in my home, mm-hmm. not not on this level, but on another one, <laughs> I have a two door bathroom, wow. and I think a two door bathroom. I'm just going to make a blanket statement here. It's the worst bathroom design ever. A two door bathroom yeah. leads to infinite anxiety and awkwardness, yes. and I have one. Yes. I don't like anything about that bathroom. I I run the faucet when I have to pee. I'll pee on the side of the toilet so it doesn't hit the water because I don't want people to judge me by my stream. There is a lot that gives me anxiety. All right, here's what we're going to do. Speaking of the State Fair, since it is coming up next week, um, Rocco, could you pull up? You're our music guy. Sure. Maybe you pull up for us the grandstand lineup. For sure. And let's go through that, kind of get folks excited about it. And maybe you forgot whenever they made the announcements, but time to make plans and get tickets if you have it already. The grandstand shows coming your way next on My Talk. It is My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We've got Donna Valentine on vacation this week, getting her energy up for the fair. She's been enjoying all of the sights and sounds to be enjoyed right here in our backyard. So we will get the staycation rundown when she returns on Monday. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Reese is filling in for her this morning. Hello, Libby. Hi, guys. How are you? Really, really, really well. Thank you for asking. (laughs) You sound like you're doing well. I think I have my technical issues worked out, which I feel pretty good about, which is almost halfway through the show. Rocco just has to let me back into the stream yard. And then I think I got my good mic ready to go. And... Um, it was a, I think it was a bad USB port guys. Listen, I don't want to throw this little device that engineer Adam brought over to my house under the bus, but it was a bad USB port. I, f- I picked a different one. Yeah. He totally just threw him under the bus, yeah. even though he's been super helpful this morning. He's so helpful. Help he, I didn't throw him. It was just the okay. device that he gave me. Adam's worst nightmare is when I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to go to uh New York for a couple of days and try to broadcast from there. Could you set me up with a remote kit? And then he gets me the kit. And the first, like, three times that I did it, it was we went through everything, we tested everything, then I got there, and something in the computer would reset, which meant that my mic was undiscoverable, (gasps) all sorts of crazy problems from New York, and then you're texting him and getting on the phone with him and try, it's, yeah, so that, anytime he realizes one of us is doing something, he's like, oh, oh, great, he's super helpful. But he's he's like, so oh, helpful. Boy, here we he's go. very calm. And I, I calm. start to get really ragey about technology things that don't work. Mm-hmm. It, it just bugs me when things don't work. It they, makes me they, very 
he never gets like that though because this is these, no. these engineers he and mike weber i mean our wonderful team here they're just like yeah they're waiting they're sitting around waiting for a problem an engineer's job is essentially to figure out what could go wrong here like that's their job these are that's people the job who, like do you like doing puzzles steve absolutely not I hate puzzles. So if you like puzzles, I think I I believe this about people that if you like things like puzzles, Rubik's cubes, mm. stuff like that, like yeah. if I'm not good at it and I'm not making progress, I'm mad and I'm out and I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. And that's because I don't have that type of engineer brain. No, we're the other side of our brain, we're the artsy side, like the musicy side. Uh, we have DJ Rock Lobster here who has a rundown of the grandstand performances. This year for the Minnesota State Fair, which, in case you've fallen asleep at the wheel, starts next Thursday. Rocco, uh, overall, looking at the list, graded yeah. from 1 to 10. Like, 1 to 10, what what would you score the grandstand lineup for this year's State Fair? You know, I think it's pretty good. It doesn't, it doesn't hit a lot of DJ Rock Lobster's uh, sweet spots, but I think there's enough stuff here that's going to make people happy. I mean, for me, the number, I mean... Pitbull, come on, that's going to be a blast, Mister Three Hundred Five. I mean, I don't Mr. even really Worldwide. care for that kind of music, but that would just be a. Party. It'll be fun, yeah. Um, I think Jim Gaffigan, oh. a, com- a comedy show, is going to be a fun time. I okay, love start us. Jim Gaffigan. There's no other comedian I love more than Jim Gaffigan. Can you go in order sure. for us? Like, can you so, start like Thursday night, first night of the fair? Who's opening? For sure, it is um, Alice in Chains. Oh, whoa! Throw it back. Yeah, and I don't believe their singer is still alive. Uh, that might be a recurring uh, theme in, in this grandstand lineup. Um, oh so gosh. it's Allison Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and Bush. Oh, Bush. Gavin, Gavin Rossdale going to be there. Wow. Yeah. Man, I like, Gavin Rossdale. I like their music a lot. So you might want to be there. That's Thursday night. Friday night, as we talked about before, is a band that I think we all kind of uh, jam on a little bit. It's uh, Counting Crows. Counting Crows. Come on. Yeah. I mean, when that hits, so good. Is that guitar lick, and then the crowd loses their minds and they're all singing along. That's great. Okay, that'll be so a very '90s vibe to start the first two nights at the State Fair. Yep. Do they have any big weekend shows that first weekend? Well, then it's Portugal the Man. This is kind of like the oh, alternative yeah. rock. Uh, Portion of big the show. Uh, yeah, I was just looking ago. up to what there's yeah, uh, a maybe hit. this. I've never one. heard of Portugal the Man. You've heard this song though, I bet. Yeah, you know. it's, uh, oh, yeah. So that's that. Um, and then Sunday, it helps when Pitbull. Rocco plays the song and then Steve sings like uh, the chorus while not the chorus is going on. Correct. Just, that's because we know. We just got to get yeah. through it. Brings it to life. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to feel like what would be the best song to play for Pitbull. I mean, seriously, that this kind of does sound like a fun time. And from what I understand, there's very few seats left for this one. What is that Monday night? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Right? Uh, is that like the second Monday? It is Sunday night, the 28th. Okay, so we w- what's good for all people broadcasting out there is that you won't have to be there on Sunday night when, you know, w- when you get like a, a crowd that's ready to party, that's exactly when I want to leave the fair. <laughs> like, I want to get out of there by mid-afternoon at the latest. Uh, Monday is, uh, let's put in quotes, the Beach Boys. It's not, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a Beach Boys guy and I love Brian Wilson. This is not uh, Brian Wilson. This is kind John of Mike Love. Is John Stamos going to be I don't know, him? is he? Because he, he does a lot of touring with them. You know, a lot I, of touring. And I want to say, either today or yesterday was John Stamos' birthday. Because, I you know, Stick I always try to find a, a trivia hook. Yeah. Uh, it's today. Oh, happy birthday, John Stamos! Happy, how old is John Stamos? Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh-huh. F- uh huh. Fifty nine. Fifty seven. Elizabeth you are blowing minds today. <gasps> He's exactly right? fifty nine years old. Seriously? Wow. wow, that's incredible. He's a little baby too. Remember when he was married to Rebecca Romaine and then she left him for Jerry O'Connell, oh, and Jerry man. O'Connell wanted the live with Kelly and um, Ryan job, but then Ryan Seacrest got it. You should ask Kelly about Jerry O'Connell. You know, Jerry O'Connell went on uh, Kelly and Ryan, I think right after he got the job on The Talk, and was like, hey, I have Kelly Ripa to thank for this, because she was like pushing me out there, giving me this stage all the time, and then it turned into this opportunity on The Talk. Yeah, he was He was just on something with Melissa Peterman, too. She just posted a picture with Jerry O'Connell. Pictionary. He's doing Pictionary. Pictionary. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up. He will be playing with the Beach Boys uh, when they're in California, but not in Minnesota. Not Minnesota. Okay. okay. All right. You got to rattle off. Yeah. The let's rest go. Then Tuesday, Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Wednesday, I think this is not my thing, but I imagine this will be a good time. Florida Georgia Line. Oh That's yeah. F G L. Bring be fun. it. That's um, my thing. That's great. This next one is kind of my thing. I've had much love for both Ario Speedwagon and Sticks in my past. Cool. Um, Renegade, baby. Yeah, uh, that's Thursday the 1st. Zach Brown Band, that's another one that oh, wow. looks like just obstructed view seats are available. Boy, same with uh, Sticks and REO. So wow. those are selling well. This is the one that I may drop some money and go see Saturday the 3rd. The Turtles. Diana Ross. Oh, my god! I think that's going to be pretty amazing. Wow. And that's, that's, that's kind of like I saw Tony Bennett a few years ago, and it was like, how many more opportunities will you have? Right? How long will they perform? 100%. That's great. Okay, there's your grandstand lineup for the Minnesota State Fair. A couple Fair. more. Disney princesses and the uh, talent contest. But, you know, those are the biggies. Those are the big ones. All right, you can uh, get your tickets. They are going fast. 651-641-1071. That's the number that you can call to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Every day, 1030 right here. It'll be me versus Elizabeth Reese. A topic of Rocco's choosing that we will find out after the break. 651-641-1071. Game time next. Don and Steve. Weekdays from 9 to noon. In case you didn't know, thanks so much for hanging out. Donna's on a staycation this week. She's going to be back on Monday. Elizabeth Reese, who is uh, the self-proclaimed Oprah of the Twin Cities. She joins us. Yeah, that's not true. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Feels like I'm ready for a Friday. I like a little cool Friday, you know? You plan on putting something on the smoker? I was texting Jay Reimers, my handsome... (sighs) Green egg loving husband, and I uh, said, Let's yeah. think of something for Sunday. What are we going to toss on that son of a gun? He's ready for it. Yeah. My favorite weather to barbecue or smoke meats is not in the summer, it's in the spring, fall. And frankly, I really like a winter smoke. A winter smoke when is I good. Go and out, then it's like 
and yeah, it's zero down. degrees, and I'm whew, you see your breath, and it's chilly. I just open the garage door, and then I'm so I'm sort of in the garage, and the garage is insulated too, so you can it feels not like oh my gosh, bone chill and cold out there. But then you smoke a pork butt, best twelve hours you'll ever spend. <laughs> that is a really re- rewarding. <sighs> deal it's good and then it's like countdown for school's on i mean i was in my mind this morning just mentally as mothers do i think i don't know i'm sure fathers do this too but i'm only have the experience of being in the mind of a mother all i do is just make lists in my head which Mm -hmm. i should put on paper so they're out of my head of i got oh my gosh like i gotta order this backpack i gotta get like the all the the list of all the things yeah that are happening this time of year is mind numbing lou just went through a full thing we're about to play a game lou went through this full thing where she was like uh but coming up in the 11 o'clock hour i'll be making a little uh uh, announcement about some things that are coming up for us and our family here in the the coming weeks but i'm going to be out it's going to be not our regular rhythm and she was like i really need to get school supply shopping done where i can take one or two kids at a time you yeah. stay back with dev and we can focus I, I we have never in our lives had as many pencils as we have right now it is <laughs> unbelievable how many pencils they ask you to get for your child and then for the teacher the whole thing a lot we got all sorts of anybody needs a pencil come to the patterson's meanwhile let's play a game it's time to go to college. college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. Indeed I do. I also want to celebrate National Potato Day. Oh, potatoes. Huge fan of potatoes. Are you? God, best veg. Yeah. So if you're at Red Lobster and they say, and your choice potato is, what would you say? I say a baked (laughs) potato because I never make time to make a baked potato because they take a long time and they're fluffy on the inside with butter. It's so good. I want to see their fries. I need a picture of the fry and then I can tell you if I'm going to get the fries or not. I'm getting done with fries. I want those fresh French fries from the fair, and then I'm like, I'm eating fries. They're just not, they're not feeling great for me. A thick-cut French fry, sliced, homemade. If you have the time to make homemade French fries, they will be the best fries you've ever had in your life. you got to roast your potatoes in duck fat. It will change. Okay. You're like, don't look at me like that. Don't make that face. <laughs> Who's I on can't. the phone, Rocco? Do we have a caller? Let's see if Chris has ever used duck fat. It's hey, a very trendy fat. <laughs> Chris, how are you? Welcome to the Don and Steve experience. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Chris, we're about to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, but we don't want to rush right into a game. We want to get to know you as a person first. What's next on your agenda? You're going to hang up, you'll play the game, hopefully win, and then what? I am actually driving out to Olivia, Minnesota right now for work. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Olivia, Olivia, Minnesota. Where's that? Oh, out west. Oh. Twelve. No, oh, hey, listen, I, I like the old 212. You go and pass Carver and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, what a journey. Did you guys read about how Olivia Newton-John like visited Vis- Olivia, Minnesota? Visited Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. At the height that's of her cool. fame. Oh. It was a big deal. Well, that's fun. Super All right, fun. well, uh, Chris, we now have a question for you. <laughs> we have to move on. We've developed as much of a rapport as we can. Chris, you get to team up now with Elizabeth or with Steve. It's Potatoes and Pop Culture. And 
Elizabeth. All right, fine. Okay, uh, girl power. I will. Uh, I'll turn down over here and just flag me down when it's my time. Okay. Good luck, Elizabeth. Okay, thanks. Potatoes are not my thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the truth That's is, right. I'm going to ask you uh, to name three movies where there were potato scenes, I guess, in it. So maybe you saw these three movies. There, Two of them are all-time classics, and one is kind of recent. So I think you might do okay. Okay. All right, we'll start with this one, Elizabeth Reese. Uh, in what 1977 film did Richard Dreyfus become obsessed with UFOs and created a mashed potato model of Wyoming's Devil's Tower for a reason he couldn't quite explain? Oh, man. Can I get help with that, or do I uh, ask Later, after? yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. In what 1978 movie did John Belushi do an impression of a zit by punching his cheeks to make mashed potatoes spew out of his mouth. I am so bad at 70s <laughs> movies, it's embarrassing. It also means I'm just young. Okay, keep right. going. <laughs> How about this? In what 2015 movie did Matt Damon's character survive on Mars for months by eating only potatoes he fertilized with his own excrement? Oh, yeah, I know that. I do know that movie, but I forgot the name of it. Oh, gosh, I need help. We're going to need okay. some help. I think Chris... Is it just called Mars? I don't know, maybe. Let's ask Is Chris. Is the movie just called Mars? Chris, or Chris, Chris, I need desperate should help. Should we go over these? not going to be much help. Okay. These 70s movies are hard, aren't they? That was 100 years ago, Rocco. <laughs> I mean, they were practically <laughs> silent films. I know. I'm a Gen Xer. These movies were like in... Um, the only one I can think of for the first one is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, let's go with it. We're going to go with whatever wow. you say, Chris. And it like no guess is a bad guess in this crew. Mm, that was actually a pretty good guess. Let's okay, what's say. and then what's the, the John Belushi one? The John Belushi one. John Belushi punches his face, punches his cheeks, and mashed potatoes spew out. And he says, "I'm a zit." Get it? What movie is that? It's one of the college ones, isn't it? Like um, and Porky's or whatever those ones were. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. She had, I don't know, nothing, Elizabeth? Even when no, she says I, it was maybe a college one that doesn't do anything for you? Yeah, that kind of does, but I can't. I'm very bad at these types of games, Chris. I will. I, right. I need to assist. I need You no need to pick worries. other people besides me. All right, well, okay. let's go to uh, the 2015 one. Matt Damon, he's on Mars. He's eating potatoes that he grew. Uh, what movie is that? Can, I can't. Is the name of it Mars, Chris? It was when I did a... Um, it's a great movie. I've seen it. I really liked it. Okay, I'll put that on my list. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Let's go with Mars. I got nothing else. Let's just okay. go with Mars. Um, if you do beat Steve Patterson, I forgot to mention this, Chris will be on her way to the Showplace Icon at the West End on Monday, August 29th to see an advanced screening of Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. It's looking like a good movie. Sterling K. Brown's in it. Uh, Jordan Peele's executive producing it. So there you go. So let's hope Steve, who I'm waving at right now, okay, will know folks. less about movies about potatoes than you guys did. Oh. Uh, so Chris can go to that movie. Uh, <sighs> all right, let's see. All right, Steve. We, this is tough. One out of three. You know? That's my guess. All right. These are movies I don't where need... potatoes are involved. Potato scenes, potato themes. Starts with this one. In what 1977 film did Richard Dreyfuss become obsessed with UFOs and created a mashed potato model of Wyoming's Devil's Tower for a reason he couldn't quite explain? Spaceballs. In what 1978 movie did John Belushi do an impression of a zit 
by punching his cheeks to make mashed potatoes spew out. What year? 78. Animal House. And in what 2015 movie did Matt Damon's character survive on Mars for months? The Martian. The Martian. Want to go back to the first one? Yeah. Richard Dreyfuss, 77. He makes a mashed potato model of Devil's Tower because he's obsessed with UFOs. I got nothing. I uh, I feel like, and I I think the only Richard Dreyfuss movie that I know, and I know his career so much more than Mr. Holland's Opus, but that's all I know, I think. Um. Well, this movie was a big deal when I was a child. Perhaps it wasn't for you because you wasn't born yet. Negative six. <laughs> um. I was going to see if I can find uh, the theme. I, I'm taking one. it's not Spaceballs. Nope. Let's see. Um. Is this? Um, I can't find it. It basically goes. What movie is it? It was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. Chris, Chris, Chris gets got it. it we, right. Yes, that's Chris. right. We got one. So that's it's very one exciting. It's right, one nothing. Chris. Here's the disco. Oh, this is the disco version of that song. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Anyways, that's okay. that. Wonderful. The second one. I said, in what movie did John Belushi do an impression of a zit by punching his cheeks to make mashed potatoes spew out? Um, Chris said, hey, it's that college one, but they yeah. couldn't quite get their uh, head around Animal House like Steve it did. It was. Good job, Steve. One to one. So now it's one to one. One to one. Three. Yes. And in 2015, Woo. Matt Damon was an astronaut on Mars who grew potatoes fertilized by his own waste in a movie called The Martian. Steve got it, but you know we what? We said Mars because we. <laughs> I was oh. like, I couldn't remember, and it's a great movie. And now, yes. of course, you say The Martian. Oh, you yeah, were so close, so close. Oh but man, you know what? it's Friday. I'm feeling good. Let's give her the movie ticket. You're gonna yeah, because we practically got it. I mean, we were right on track. Way to go, Chris! You're going to the movies. Yeah. Hey, Chris, eat a uh, eat a potato, would you? <laughs> it's yeah. potato day. Fry it in some duck fat. Okay. She's not going to eat a potato. I will try and find some duck fat to fry some potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you will be able to. You you roast the potatoes and duck fat. I'm telling you, it'll change fat. your life. They get kind of puffy. You know, grocery stores, they've got, everybody's got duck fat. If Stephanie for sure, March like gave me co-op. some duck fat once. I mean, if Stephanie yeah. March is for it and Elizabeth Reese is for it, I think we should all be for it. Then you got to go for it. Yep, you got to roast the potatoes. Here's what you do, guys. Get yourself this a nice a tip. Wait, jelly let's roll make it pan. A tip. Can we make it official, Rocco? This mm-hmm. is a tip. Hang on. Here we go. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Okay. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Lay some parchment paper on a jelly roll pan. It makes cleanup easier. And then um, take some duck fat and melt it because it's solid at room temp. Okay, Steve? So you can just like put it in a little pot and melt it over the stove. Slice up some potatoes or put them into chunks, however you want to do it. Whatever size of potato you want. Uh, Just drizzle the duck fat over the potatoes. You don't have to go crazy, but put some on there. Hefty dose of salt and pepper. Roast those sun guns till they're like a little brown and crispy. What happens is you will love this, Steve. The duck fat makes the potatoes like puff a little bit. Mm. And you know how when you're at a restaurant and they're they're like puffy and then fluffy? Mm-hmm. That's what the duck fat accomplishes. What it's kind of potatoes are we doing that with? Changing. You can do it with any ones. Russets. You can do it with um, oh, okay. yellow 
gold Yukon gold potatoes. You could do it with red potatoes. Pick your favorite tater. Oh my. Elizabeth, as a community, we're indebted to you. And so like thank you. I think Monday you is like you need more coffee or something. It's I Friday, mean, Elizabeth. I know. It's your Friday energy level I'm finding to be distasteful. <laughs> We're going to take a break. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Break. When we come back, the latest thing that Jonah Hill is stepping away from, stepping back from a whole lot of things this week. This is interesting. Uh, so we'll give you the latest on that. When we come back, you're listening to Donna and Steve with Elizabeth on my talk. Hey, what's up, my nerds? It is the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine's on vacation this week, so Elizabeth Reese is joining us on the airwaves. Hi, guys. Hello, Libby. Good morning. Happy Friday. Uh, you know, it's kind of a slow cycle for some entertainment news um, right now. It's kind of the dog days of summer. This kind of happens. But... I, so we've been talking, we've been reading aloud internal emails on the air, you know, just company-wide announcements that go out. Yeah, I was not here on Wednesday, it. so I didn't get to go to the company picnic, so I'm not sure how that went. Rocco, did you go, and did you eat out front on the lawn? I went and just brought it back, I, but yeah, I got uh, some brisket. It was lovely. Thank you for asking. Brisket? Mm-hmm. They had a choice between brisket and bone-in chicken. Oh, mm. man. a bri- We got to do a brisket. Jay, we got to do a brisket this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, careful. Yeah, Sunday. That's a whole, you can't just say like, hey, like go pop something in the microwave. Let's go make some Quaker instant oatmeal. You're you're telling him, hey, there's now a 14 hour project for you. He said Sunday. He said, if you want to eat it on Sunday, I got to start it on Saturday. Yeah. This is what he's saying. It's a whole thing. This is, it's a whole thing. You can't just throw out, you want a brisket, but I want a brisket. That sounds great. When do I not want a brisket? When is anyone's going to be like, no, I'm not interested in any brisket today. I had brisket at Revival a few weeks ago. It was like so... So good. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. It's phenomenal. You know, I had the best brisket of my life um, in the last few months, too, and it was at a place called La Barbecue in Austin, Texas. And it's one of the only female-owned barbecue joints in the Austin area, and Austin is known for having great barbecue. And the brisket was unbelievable. I was there with my girlfriends. We sat down. We couldn't. We just couldn't believe it. We could not stop talking about how good it was. Yeah. I just my husband says there's like no that. way it's better than his. Yeah, yeah. It's not better. And, and listen, I stand with Jay. I'm with Jay because when we put our blood, sweat, and tears in, you know, the worst part is that when you make a brisket and like you yeah. or anything, a pork butt, you cook it for a really long time, and then usually the the chefs of a smoke of a long cook are highly critical of the first bite. I have I have surprisingly really liked slash loved all the stuff that I've made on the smoker. But if you ask me my reaction after my first bite versus my third bite, first bite, I'm just like, this is an education. I'm sure I screwed something up. I don't know. How is this? I don't know. I'm not sure. And then as I'm eating it, I'm like, whoa, easy, Mr. Self-Critical. 
This is delicious. So we feel that way. But I've had a first bite of brisket where I'm like, I don't know. And then like my brother-in-law pops by and he's like, oh my gosh, this is great. And you need it's sometimes so someone outside of your own headspace to be like, I know, but the overnight things are stressful because like Jay has an app, like he plugs in the thing and then he's got an app and then it's going to tell him if there's no, if the, if he's got a stall, he's waiting for the stall. It's like mm-hmm. all of the things. And then there's inevitably like one moment of like, this isn't going to work. This is going to be. We got to order in, folks. I've never done an overnight so I just smoke. Like, oh, yeah. He's done an overnight smoke. Yeah. He did that with um, with two pork butts. Yeah. He did overnight and started it the night before, and it was a whole thing. And then there's always like some sweating, some swearing, <laughs> and some swigging of some sort of beverage. And then we get through it, and then sweating, we end up with some delicious swigging. dinner. The three S's of smoking. Oh, we didn't even get to sandwiches, how good sandwiches mm-hmm. are. No, you love sandwiches. Big Guys fan. love two things. Sandwiches and what was the other thing? Another S word? <laughs> yes, it was sex and sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> just, and we we just have to we like to call them both sandwiches. It's safer. <laughs> but I mean truly if you if if I went home and I was offered either sandwich Equal levels of <laughs> of excitement, excitement, and just like well, this is what we always talk about. Yeah, well, you want yeah, you want to make a man happy. You offer them a sandwich, either kind of sandwich. Oh my gosh! And in the moment, if you were like you could have you could have both, they would lose their mind. Yeah, that's like a Seinfeld episode. George does that. Oh really? He tries to have some relations, eat a sandwich, and watch the Yankees game. <laughs> he does <laughs> not. Same time, yeah. And it, it, he takes it too far. Oh, no. Oh, George. (laughs) Jonah Hill deleted his Instagram. It's been quite the week for Jonah Hill. Uh, We're thinking that this might be due to his recent admission that he suffers from anxiety. Jonah Hill made a documentary called Stutz, or is it Stutz? S-T-U-T-Z. And it's all about mental health and his own Mm -hmm. personal journey through therapy and other coping mechanisms. In a letter published on Wednesday, Jonah said that he will not make personal appearances to promote the film or any of his other upcoming movies because it just makes things worse, dealing with all of the lights, camera, the action, all the people, microphones, answer this, answer this, answer, Joan over here, look over here, all of that. Even just the photo row that these celebrities go through of, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, to the left, to the left, one time. Yeah, just like, okay, this is a lot. Uh, yeah. In a letter that he published, uh, he went on to say, if I made myself sicker by going out there and promoting this movie... I wouldn't be acting true to myself or to the film. I hope that the work will speak for itself, and I'm grateful to my collaborators, my business partners, and to all reading this for your understanding and support. And now, in addition to that, he's taken his Instagram down. I think he's doing, uh, you, you got to figure out how you deal with all of that stuff and try to make the appropriate adjustments as you can within your, your world, your profession. No, you do. But that being said, that's also, I mean, it's a privileged place to be to be able to do that because there's like a million actors out there who would love the work and who want to work at that level. And he gets to say that he's going to prioritize the way he wants to do things because he has this value. And so people will still hire him despite that. You know, most of the time when you, I mean, I'm not an expert on movie contracts, but I know there's like a, a, a promotions and personal appearances clause in there that mm-hmm. says that you are part of the, your pay for this movie includes shooting the movie, any reshoots we need to do, and then promoting the movie, you know? It's, it's yeah, just... Yeah, but, but you're in a tough place if you're the studio, though, 
Because what yes. are you going to do? Say, hey, no, right. you need to go out there. Right. And in this uh, environment, this climate regarding the important issue of mental health, making somebody stick to the letter of their contract, even at the expense of their mental health, that ain't going to be good PR for you. It's totally tricky. And you want to respect people's health at any cost but it also it comes with it comes with a cost which is the lack of promotion for the movie now one might argue that they're getting the promotion for the movie now because we're talking about jonah hill and we're talking about it it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this going forward and maybe there'll be a little bit of like a pendulum swing where there can they can swing back to maybe there's just a few appearances that are more controlled that are better handled and so it doesn't feel so overwhelming for these actors who are then going out to try to promote their work. Because the work has to be promoted. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you make money on it if nobody knows about it? Yeah, that's how he's saying there. You know, I hope that this speaks for itself. In many ways, this letter, this open letter that he penned is now serving as the promotion as everyone has picked this up and has talked about it. But that wouldn't be the case for, sure. for subsequent movies necessarily. And so there's a bit of a rub. I remember sort of a similar... There's sort of two sides, at least, to everything. And remember when Simone Biles stepped back from the Olympic Mm -hmm. team? And you had a camp of people who were like, of course we want to support someone's mental health struggles. For sure, we want to be aware of that, etc. And the other side was, there's someone else who could have been on the Olympic team and, and participated. So I remember hearing both sides of that. And I think you use a good word when it is, when you say it's tricky, when it's these certain scenarios where... There's an expectation of you to do something as sort of a peripheral part of your job and then stepping back to do it. Companies will be in unique positions where they have to um, to decide. But I, I like that concept, though, of I wonder how Jonah Hill or anyone who deals with anxiety with doing all that kind of press, and I'm sure it's a lot, if you could just curate appearances better. So it wasn't the gauntlet of 40 reporters today. In yeah. a movie junket, which yeah, I, I get, you know that. Would or just like those red carpet things with all those people and yeah. the flashing lights and all of that. You could figure out different ways, different strategies. Maybe it would involve him doing like an Instagram live on his own terms or something like that. Yeah. You know, getting a little bit more creative. Where if the current system isn't working, you can still do the job in a different way. Did we just become publicists? We are highly paid. We should be at least. When we come back there is believe it or not the serial saga of this week at the dawn and steve experience continues an update on snoop loops and we'll fill Ah. elizabeth in on the serial controversy from yesterday next